Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. What is going on, Notre Dame fans? Mike Singer, Kyle Kelly, live on YouTube with this week's Notre Dame recruiting update. Hope everyone is doing well on this fine Thursday. Maybe it's not Thursday. Maybe it's a Friday for you, so appreciate you whenever you're listening to this. Um, so good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and uh, whether it's podcast, video, whatever, just appreciate you guys making us a part of your day. I ain't afraid of no goats says uh good morning, blue and gold. What's going on? Jay Carr. What's up? John from Montana. And of course the last belt loop. What is up everyone? Got some good stuff to talk about um, in today's recruiting show. Kyle, you look very, uh, very bright and, and colorful and tan. You doing well, my friend. Yeah, I promise you I was uh, not anywhere fun uh, during the first half of this bye week, but the bye week has allowed me to mess around with my camera and lighting situation, and we're trying to uh, find some better quality production for the show. So hopefully this is a good start to that, and we'll see how it uh, looks on the replay. You look like a million bucks, I'm telling you, man. Well, listen, we we have a lot to talk about because, well, well first – you know, we probably shouldn't have the Notre Dame rapid reaction. How about we go to recruiting update with Mike Singer? There we go. Uh, we have a lot to talk about. Um, Notre Dame coaches are currently, as we speak, out on the road recruiting. And we're going to go into where everyone is. This is a premium story at blueandgold.com. But I figured everyone else is putting it out there. We can talk about it on our YouTube show and podcast. But would like to mention to go to blueandgold.com sign up for um, a subscription if you are new the first month is just for a dollar so read the terms and conditions and all that so you know what you're getting into but please go to blueandgold.com it's a pretty pretty sweet deal one dollar for your first month um lotus good morning friend um train of thoughts where did it go yeah so we're gonna talk about coaches on the road hit that thumbs up and of course subscribe to our channel for more content you you guys already know so for coaches on the road, like what, what does that mean, right? You have your spring evaluation period from mid-April to the end of May where it's quite literally right there in the name what you can do. You evaluate in during the spring. You know, you have um, December and maybe not December. Is it just January? No, no, December and January, there's like travel that the coaches can have. But there's big difference between like evaluation in contact, this is all the NCAA jargon. Evaluation, which is what Notre Dame is able to do right now, is 
you go see the player in person, evaluate them as players, um, and talk to the high school coach to kind of learn more about these prospects. And you can have the and, and there's the bump rule, right? If you bump into a prospect accidentally, you guys can talk. And uh, you know, as you can imagine, college coaches uh, abuse that plenty, <laughs> you know. But uh, Notre Dame definitely does a good job of playing by the rules with that. Um, but, um, then you have like your home visit period where coaches can have a full sit down conversation, you know, like Brian Kelly and at, at Tobias Merriweather's house, um, you know, the old, uh, uh, barbecue, uh, you know, rib tips, um, night that was during the contact period. So, you know, the, the, the coach and the kid can sit down, have off campus contact. So anyways, so for this, again, it's kind of that bump rule. Um, so this is where Notre Dame is going to be. And, and I'll, I'll add, just Notre Dame being there, the kids know, like, it, it, it's a big deal, even if they're not allowed to have these, you know, sit-down, in-depth conversations. So we're going to talk a little bit about where Marcus Freeman is going to be on the road today because, um, Kyle, he's got some uh, pretty busy travels um, so he is going to um, be at the fall. And listen, this is not like limited to these stops. This is just what we know. Um, pop up a screen share real quick, everyone. Um, firstly, uh, we're told that uh, Marcus Freeman would be at Warren Central in Indianapolis. This is, of course, home to Damian Shanklin. Class of 2025 Edge, who was just on campus for the um, USC game, and also Indy Ben Davis, who uh, for for Mark Zachary, 2025 cornerback, number two player in Indiana per the industry ranking. Shanklin's number three. Zachary was on campus for the Ohio State game, um, and then my understanding is that. With offensive line coach Joe Rudolph, um, Freeman will be down to the Peach State, my neck of the woods, to watch Anthony Knapp um, in a Friday, and excuse me, a Thursday night game. And then Freeman, I will actually maybe hint at where Freeman will be at tomorrow, a little bit later in the show. It'll just kind of come up organically. So, um, thoughts on uh, the Thursday travels for uh, for Freeman? Um, you might think like, man, Freeman's on the road. He's going to go see all these 2024 guys. He's going to flip and all this stuff. Like, he's seeing Anthony Knapp play in a game on Thursday. You might have that thought. But as someone who's been in this industry for a long time, I just I just don't even question this because this is the coaches go and try to see all the commits. Like, the going to see the commits is the priority. Um, so... I wouldn't think too hard about that. But Kyle, any thoughts on uh, Freeman's Thursday travels? Let's not mistake where he's going uh, for his first two stops. I think a, a big priority in this cycle is for Notre Dame to uh, keep some of the best prospects in state. And Mark Zachary and Damian Shanklin, they're the number two and number three prospects in the state of Indiana. Uh, both guys from Indianapolis area, both massive priorities in Notre Dame's class. Um, both guys at Notre Dame is going to be going head to head to head with uh, Ohio State. Um, that's certainly the case with Zachary, and 
wouldn't be surprised if that's the case with uh, Shanklin as well. So I think, you know, even though, you know, Marcus can't talk to the kids and anything like that, I, I just remember when I was in high school not too long ago, believe it or not, um, we had a uh, recruit on our team that was getting looked at by, you know, many Power 5 schools, including Notre Dame. Mike, I don't know if you know the name. Dallas Gant, he was a 2018 class prospect from Toledo St. John's. Uh, Urban Meyer, obviously Ohio State's head coach at the time, I think it was during my senior year, so fall 2016, came into school. Um, I just remember him walking straight to our head coach's office, getting to meet with him, and it was pretty simple as that. But I, I still remember how big of an impact that had on our school and certainly on Dallas Gant. Dallas Gant ended up signing with Ohio State, so – Let's not mistake the impact and the um, sort of aura that Marcus Freeman can bring to a high school. He's a pretty charismatic guy. I know that um, Warren Central's head coach, uh, Mike Kirshner, has a longstanding relationship with uh, the Notre Dame coaching staff dating back to when he was a coach at Ben Davis High. And then uh, Ben Davis's head coach, Russ Mann, um, really hasn't had a ton of interaction with Freeman uh, based on my knowledge. Uh, but this is just an opportunity for Coach Freeman to really build relationships with these high school coaches in state, um, which can be pretty fruitful now and uh, certainly down the road. You're on mute. <laughs> yeah, I was on mute because I was uh, shooting you a text, my friend. Um, the rest of the staff, I should mention – Al Washington is also going to be at Shanklin High School. I don't know if that's exactly. I don't know. Little echo. Test, test. Okay. Well, a little echo issue there. Having some little audio issues this morning. Um, Washington will be at Shanklin High School as well, and Mike Mickens will make it to Zachary's High School. Um, So. That is to be mentioned. Uh, going to cornerbacks coach um, uh, Mike Mickens again. He'll be at Zachary School, but he also were expected him to make it over um, to the high school um, of Taperon Benny Powell. Of course, Mickens, being uh, you know growing up in the Cincinnati Dayton area, um, he regularly recruits the area for the Fighting Irish. And he's expected to make it over to Benny Powell's High School, Lakota West, and Westchester, Ohio, which of course is just loaded every year with Division One prospects. Um, so, and even 26, 25 class like uh, big time players. So that's uh, Mickens, um, Al Washington. Like I said, will be at uh, Damian Shanklin's school, and then he, I'm expecting him also to make it to Chicago. Um, Kyle, give me the thumbs up. You ready to come back in? Okay. Um, now, he's going to be in Chicago and will be at Joseph Reese High School. Now, is he going to be at Justin Scott's high school, guys? I have no idea. I, I don't have any uh, reason to believe that he will, but I guess I'll throw it out there. He, he's in Chicago. Who knows? Maybe stops at St. Ignatius. But um, I don't think he will be. But anyways, Joseph Reef. Um, the Notre Dame commit in the class of 2025 class listed at 65230. My understanding's closer to 240 at this point. Notre Dame's pretty excited about him. You got to talk to him the other day, and I know that was a rare interview that uh, he gave. He doesn't talk a whole lot. So, um, your impressions of Joseph Reef, um, you know, getting to see him, getting to talk to him a couple times now. 
Um, heck, I remember when he got the offer from Notre Dame when he camped and I was trying to contact him. You were trying to contact him. We're like, man, I actually love the kids who don't do the interviews and they're respectful about it. You know, like I, I, I always kind of, you know, like it, try to get out of the spotlight a little bit, even though it's not good for our business. But again, I still like it. Um, rambling at this point, but Kyle, just, uh, you know, your, your, your impressions of this past interview again, that's what I want to hear about Kyle. Yeah. Mike, just want to make sure you can hear me loud and yes. clear. I hear you. I think that's much, much better, my friend. Awesome. Well, yeah, Joseph Reef, um, uh, and folks I've kind of talked to just that have asked me my impressions of Joseph Reef. I always give them, um, a comparison. I say, He's a poor man's Brennan Vernon. And this is not a slight to Joseph Reef. I just think that Brennan Vernon was a little bit more further along in his recruitment naturally when he was a, a junior in high school. Like Brennan Vernon coming out of Menor, Ohio was like the biggest thing. Everyone was comparing him to Joey Bosa. He looked like Joey Bosa. His teammate from Menor, uh, Noah Potter, had signed with Ohio State. Everyone in Menor, Ohio which is in the Cleveland area, are just diehard Ohio State fans. Everyone expected Brennan to go go to Ohio State. He was in the spotlight for a super long time. Joseph Reef, his spotlight just came during the summer where he went to all these local Power 5 schools camps, picked up all these offers, including Notre Dame. And this is uh, some tape when I, I saw Reef. Uh, this was week two of his high school football season. But the reason I say poor man's Brennan Vernon is just because his motor reef and Vernon have very comparable motors. Both guys. Um, I got to see Vernon play in high school last year and both guys are just relentless in, until the whistle. And I think that's something that Notre Dame likes a lot about reef. Um, he played some offensive tackle when I saw him at uh, a York community school and I think I mentioned this the last time uh, we, we put this video up. It's just like the number 78. It just made me think that maybe Reef was a better offensive tackle prospect. But Notre Dame definitely likes him on the defensive line. And, uh, yeah, you know, I, I did uh, – was very fortunate to be able to talk extensively uh, to Joseph Reef about his decision to commit to Notre Dame. Um, he is not – he very seldomly does interviews, I think, uh, I'm the only one to have talked to him twice. I know our on three reporter for, uh, from the Iowa site talked to him back in June, but besides that, Joseph Reef doesn't really do a whole lot of interviews. So I was very gracious for the time he gave me. It really gave me an opportunity to go pretty in depth in his decision to commit to Notre Dame and how it happened, which was a pretty cool story. So, uh, definitely go check that out on blueandgold.com that emerged, uh, yesterday on our, uh, um, website and I wrote about two Elmhurst Illinois kids yesterday. Reef and then Elmhurst IC Catholic Prep of Viper Target Dominic Kulik, who is uh kind of looking to trend in Notre Dame. He's visited them four times, and I'm going to be honest with as close as uh, Reef is to uh, IC Catholic Prep, it's like literally only a mile apart. So wouldn't be surprised if uh, you know Coach Washington makes a stop by there as well. Just kind of speculation see what makes sense but i know notre dame has uh their visit scheduled pretty strategically it's time for prize picks folks 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's a, a website where you can pick two to six players uh, in a single selection. And if they will go more or less than their prize picks projections, you can win 25 times up. You can win 25 times your money on any entry, but it gets even better. All first time users that deposit and use the promo code BGI. Again, three letters. BGI will receive a hundred percent instant deposit match up to hundred bucks. So, say you throw in twenty-five bucks, Prize Picks will give you twenty-five. Go up to a hundred bucks, they will give you a hundred bucks. Uh, download the app or PrizePicks.com. Make sure you use that promo code BGI. Tons of different sports, guys: NBA, NFL, college football, uh, MLB, NHL, soccer, PGA, um, Connor, uh, Counter Strike, uh, Go, two, you know, video games, tennis. Is that Australian basketball, um, MMA, cricket? Uh, really, guys, no limits to all of the different sports that they have. Um, so make sure if you're a first-time user at Prize Picks, use that promo code BGI um, and uh, check that out. So we're not going to do any new entries today, um, Kyle, but do want to show. So base, I want to mention this. When new seasons start, like they had um, for the first NFL game, they basically give you what you what's called a free square. So for Dak Prescott, he had to throw for more than a single yard in a game, which again is basically a free square. Steph Curry in his first game uh, this upcoming Tuesday, they need if you do a pick on Steph Curry more than a point, then you know again that's a free point. Or, excuse me, a free entry. So I already did that. And I really thought Austin Eckler, my fantasy running back, was going to score a touchdown against the Cowboys. So I wasted my uh, my, my Curry free pick there. Um, not not the greatest by me. I was just trying to you know, be interested in that game a little bit more than I was. Um, so wasted that one. But, you know, you could do this up to just a, a $25 pick. So... Uh, for for the freebie one there, but my past entries, how am I doing? Uh, ooh, the, there is another one. Didn't too great, too great on Austin Eckler. More than fifty yards. <laughs> Prescott more than twenty two and a half, and he had twenty one yards. So I was really banking on Eckler to come back and 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 crush it. Um, we're just gonna skip. We're just gonna look at the good ones. This is one I threw on late after our show last Thursday. Because so I was like, I really feel good about this one. Caleb Williams, less than 310 yards. He threw for 199. And Sam Hartman, less than 263. And he threw for 126. So we're going to end on a win. I've actually been doing pretty well in my prize picks. I feel pretty good about it. I've The amount I've won, $471. So you like to see that. Now, of course, have there been some losses in there? Absolutely. But you, you play responsibly. You have some fun with it. Um, you know, you, you do this daily fantasy within your means, you have fun and, um, I do enjoy it. It is a blast and it helps me kind of, um, you know, just have some more skin in the game when you are watching, you know, different sports. Okay. Lastly, 
director of recruiting Chad Bowden is on the road. I'm not going to get into the weeds of like why he's able to go on the road and when another and not an assistant coach. I'm not going to get into that. It's really not important. But he's expected down in the Sunshine State, making the rounds in, in the Central Florida. And then several of the coaches are not going out on the road. So what? Un- until Friday. So that's Gino Gadouli, Dylan McCullough, Chancey Stuckey. Um, yeah, and, and then you know whatever coaches on the deep. Chris O'Leary, not not expected until Friday. So both coordinators on the Friday travels well. tomorrow. I'm sorry, Kyle. Yeah, both coordinators, I think, are hanging back yeah. in South Bend, yeah, so which is kind of a good sign. Yeah, so they're, for whatever reason, family, uh, being with the team, I don't know. But trust me, guys, it's not because they're lazy. So don't worry about Don't worry about that. Every time I, I just think what in reporting on some of this stuff, I'm like, I just am expecting the question, why? Why isn't Notre Dame doing more? Why aren't they seeing 50,000 kids a day? But guys, I don't know. I'm just lucky enough to get this information. I don't ask why on every single thing um, as much as I might like to. So that is actually we're missing one coach. I skipped over. That's my bad. Um, the other coordinator, which is a special teams coordinator, Marty Biagi, tough, tough day for him heading out to Hawaii. I'm, I'm sure he actually got in Wednesday. Uh, but maybe he got into, I don't know, but making the trip out to Hawaii for a couple days, recruiting, one stop he's expected to make is Ko, uh, Ko-O-Kia. I don't actually, I've never tried to pronounce that first name, but Ko-O-Kia, um, the younger brother of Kohanu-Kia, uh, the, the latter of which signed with Notre Dame in the 2021 class, played that freshman year for the Irish, actually had her decent little year as a true freshman on special teams and stuff. And then it took his two-year Mormon mission trip, and Kahanu Kia is expected to return to Notre Dame in January. So they're also recruiting his younger brother. So Biagi will make the rounds um, in uh, in Hawaii, and this is one stop that we're expecting him to make, and that's Punahou in Honolulu. So that kind of wraps up our Notre Dame coaches on the road segments of the show. So Kyle, now I want to get into – like let's reflect on Notre Dame USC recruiting weekend a little bit. Um, I'll start on this. Like, right. We're talking about like your biggest takeaway for me. I'm kind of going to go the easy route and make you pick something a little bit more difficult for me. It's that Carter Nelson visited. And I think this is a pretty big deal. And I got to talk to his dad and I know, You've had Nebraska reporters kind of, you know, putting out there like, hey, this was a, you know, like, why wouldn't they go see Notre Dame? Like talking about Nelson to the dad, like um, they went with a big uh, family friend who's a big Notre Dame fan. Um, Nebraska had a bye week. Like I, I think it's being downplayed the interest that Carter has in Notre Dame. Well, I think some of those things are probably true that I just said, Um I still think that he's more interested in Notre Dame than it's being led on from like the Nebraska side of things. Um, that's just kind of my take right now. I think Notre Dame like is in a decent spot for Nelson um, currently. The thing is, he's not looking to make any decisions until after his senior season ends, which I think he if if they continue a playoff run, could be about four weeks or so um, until his season senior season is completed. And within that time frame, he's probably going to visit Nebraska, what, 
I don't know how many home games they have in that span, but at least two, and he's going to Nebraska this weekend. So as long as Nebraska's season does not just completely go into the tank, which you can argue it already has, but for the sake of this, let's say it hasn't. You know, I, I mean, the his dad has a Nebraska tattoo, like a like a Cornhusker tattoo. Like, think about a pretty big fan, like this family, pretty big Nebraska fans. Uh, Carter, I'm guessing he's been growing up going to Nebraska games. So, I do think it's going to be a pretty tough flip, um, but. I think it, it could be like a heart over mind thing. I think his mind might be like, man, you're an in-state kid. Everyone wants you to go to Nebraska. Like, go put on for the home state. But I think maybe his heart wants Notre Dame. He's got a really good connection with the co- the coaching staff. Uh, the other Irish commits he's tight with. Um, you know, we, I, I, he wanted to go surprise the, the commits, you know, since it's been so long since he's seen some of those guys. So they didn't know he was visiting until he stepped foot on campus. So pretty interesting. Stuff with Carter Nelson. Um, I truly do believe, though, that he's putting recruiting on pause. Um, and we'll kind of decide after his season. Um, so, yeah, interesting stuff there. Carter Nelson, 6'4", um, tight end from Ainsworth, Nebraska. Number 58 overall player, number 5 tight end per the 2024. On three, industry ranking. Um, so that's kind of like my big takeaway. Again, it's kind of an easy one. Like, yeah, this kid got on campus. Let's talk about it kind of share with you guys what I am hearing on the recruitment. Kyle, um, what, what's yours? I'm going to remain with my theme that I've had on some of our past couple shows about how Deuce Knight's impact um, could kind of get some of these Notre Dame targets that have been on the fence and kind of close to making the, a decision to start to enter the fold. Like We saw that um, being the case during the Notre Dame-Ohio uh, State game that Deuce Knight visited. Of course, he committed to the Irish about five days earlier. Well, that game produced commitments from Daniel Anderson from Arkansas, C.J. May from Alabama, who's Deuce Knight's best friend, and then Joseph Reef, who we talked about earlier. Uh, this time around, you know, there are several guys on campus that I'm kind of monitoring that have been to Notre Dame multiple times and, you know, have heard from Deuce Knight and I think could be, you know, starting to favor Notre Dame with uh, – Kind of a decision timeline in mind. I'll just kind of go through them alphabetically. Jerome Bettis Jr., I think we're all expecting him to commit to Notre Dame. It's just a matter of when. He's trying to be as patient as possible with this process. Kind of reminds me of Bryant Young a little bit, where he tried to go see other schools and just wanted to see what else was out. Or Bryce Young, sorry. (laughs) I also made this uh, mistake on Twitter last night because Bryce Young got invited to the All-American Bowl in San Antonio. I quote to his tweet, and uh, I <laughs> called him Bryant Young. So that tweet got taken down this morning. It happens. Um, I was walking my dog while trying to uh, crack that tweet up. And as Mike knows, yesterday I had some uh, tweet issues with sweat in my eyes. So I uh, <laughs> was kind of struggling yesterday. Um, it's a bye week for everyone around here. But, yeah, um, Going back to Bettis Jr. a little bit, you know, similarly to Bryce Young, where just was trying to be patient, but it was just a matter of um, when, not if. And kind of next, similar Notre Dame legacy, James Flanagan, uh, another visit to campus. I think he's been up there four times as a recruit now. First game day visit. I had a report on him on Blue and Gold earlier this week. 
uh, Flanagan's looking at a timeline for after his senior season. Um, and I think this one bodes well uh, for Notre Dame. He's been to Michigan Stanford uh, this year already for game day visits. Could he go out to Wisconsin for another game? You never know. I know the Badgers have done a terrific job in this recruitment, but I think it's kind of similar to, to Bettis and Young where there's just so much of a, a legacy pull that I think the Irish will maybe be able to pull this one off, uh, hopefully sooner rather than later. Uh, Dallas Golden, kind of a curious guy that, you know, Mike, you're starting to hear a lot of uh, positive Notre Dame steam, has been to Notre Dame multiple times, all the way from Tampa, Florida. Uh, Dominic Hulick is a guy that I'm, I'm keeping an eye on. Um, kind of is basically down to just a couple schools, and Hewitt told me that he wanted to be patient with his recruitment. Uh, the last time I talked to him, which was in July after his grill and chill visit, but after these uh, couple game day visits that he's made this football season, he's starting to ramp things up. And he basically told me he wants to see what college coaches visit him um, this fall. He wants to see if any other offers come aboard. But besides that, he might be pretty close to a decision as well. Uh, I think that was the majority of guys. I mean, Owen Strebig, we're always monitoring. I, I put on the board this morning uh, the loose emoji message board. Of course, at blueandgold.com. Uh, definitely get, give us a sign-up if you haven't. Uh, we're, we're dishing out all our inside info there, but just kind of summarizing what I said, like I think Owen Strebick's heart is at Notre Dame, but he just he's trying to be as patient as possible as well. Um, Cree Thomas is a guy that yep. you know more, more or less is on commit watch. Teammate, he was former teammates with Notre Dame corner Benjamin Morrison. Easton Ware is getting ready to put a top schools list. The offensive lineman from Lynchburg, Liberty Christian. Uh, he picked up a Notre Dame offer earlier this football season. He camped at Notre Dame in June. So I know there was a lot to kind of digest there, but I hope you're sensing a theme there that there's guys that are pretty high in Notre Dame, has made it to campus multiple times. Um, and we're only in uh, fall of their junior seasons, but they've already shown Notre Dame a lot of attention early. The Irish, I think, have six or seven commits. You know, this class is already starting to get going, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if soon um, a few others try to hop on board. So, yeah, six commits. You had Deuce Knight in September, CJ May in September, and Joseph Reef in September, and Daniel Anderson. Um, I remember, like, maybe around the time Justin Thurman committed, the running back from Florida, August 1st, like, people on the message board being like, are we kind of, like, lagging? behind in 2025 recruiting like we only have one commit from Davian Dixon who, who kind of gave that impromptu pledge in the spring a lot of people are like well is that going to stick you know we'll, we'll, my answer we'll see I don't know uh, but because you look back at the 2024 class like Notre Dame was rolling early on with CJ and Jack Larson and Cam Williams like really strong found and yes Williams strong foundation I guess he was December uh, but anyways regardless um, like a, a good foundation to the class. It's like, why isn't Notre Dame? I'm like, it's just got to be patient a little bit. And now you're seeing it rolling here. Um, four commits in September alone, and I do think that there's going to be more fireworks. You know, by the time that this calendar year ends, like Notre Dame's going to just keep rolling. And um, I don't know. Maybe we'll have a debate in the future of 25 versus 24, like which class we think will end up being better. I think it can be kind of easy to fantasize um, like <laughs> about the 25 class and be like, that might've been a weird 
term, but just yeah, it's like, interesting, but <laughs> like in, in terms of like the unknown of what Notre Dame can land, like, oh, look at all of these guys who Notre Dame is in a really good spot with in the 2025 class. You just shut up, you guys know what I meant. Um, and be like, listen, who Notre Dame can get, um, you know, w- w- with all these top targets, um, on, on the board. So, but another discussion for another day. Un- Another discussion for another day, Kyle. Yeah, just uh, one little final thought is I just think that a lot of these guys are kind of like Carter Nelson are waiting to do things until after their senior season, whether that be James Flanagan or Dominic Kulik, you know, maybe um, Cree Thomas as well. I know we're kind of monitoring if he comes back to South Bend this season, but like guys, like don't mistake that recruits are they're really focused on their high school football seasons and not much are looking to make any news until after then. But um, Notre Dame does have working in their favor that a lot of these guys' seasons are starting to wrap up. High school football season tends to finish uh, much sooner uh, than college football. And of course the NFL, it also starts much sooner as well. So that's what we're kind of, that's kind of where our heads are at and we'll see what happens. Yep, folks, please hit that thumbs up. If you are watching live on YouTube, watching back, score, subscribe to our channel if you are new. Uh, great crowd with us. Um, you know, the, uh, for these morning shows, the live chat is never as bumping as like a Wednesday night or after the game or something, but great viewership, always blessed. And I will say, I mean, I would imagine that most of the people watching this live are at work and needing some background talk. And like, hey, why not listen to Singer and, and, and Kelly mumble along? But I like you guys are the diehards. Like, if you watch the Thursday morning recruiting show, like and you listen to us about like the and we really get into the weeds of this stuff of recruiting, like where Marty Biaggi is gonna go on the road recruiting in October. Like, you're a diehard Notre Dame fan. Like, I like you are. Like, I got a buddy who's a Georgia fan. And he says he's a diehard Georgia fan. He hasn't been to a Georgia game and he lives like an hour from Georgia, like Athens. He hasn't been to a Georgia game in years. Actually, he went to one this fall, but before that he hadn't been in years. He doesn't really follow recruiting except for updates. He gets on Facebook. Like I can't look at him and be like, you're a diehard fan, but you guys, like I know what a diehard fan is. Cause I see you guys watching a recruiting show on a Thursday morning in October. You guys are the real ones. So I'm just going to throw that out there. Um, yeah, he might think he is, but he's not because I know what I know what the crazies are, and that's you guys, and that is a major compliment. All right, Kyle, we're gonna go a wombo combo real quick. All right, first we're going to hear from our good friend Augie, and that's of course Augie's locker room. So, folks, when you are in town for a Notre Dame game, whether that's hey, maybe you're in town for a football game or whatever it is, basketball, baseball, you live in South Bend or in the surrounding area, you've got to make time for Augie's locker room. They have a wide selection of Notre Dame stadium uh, pieces, jerseys, helmets, autographs, and one-of-a-kind Rockney items. You can find exclusive Joe Montana signed items and famous sculptor Jerry McKenna's replicas of the bronze statues around the stadium. Augie gets new stuff in all the time, and if he doesn't have it in store, I am telling you guys, give him a call, 574-277-6363. And he's going to make it his mission to go find it for you. Visit him at 1811 South Bend Avenue. See the vintage helmet display dating back to 1890. He's got some amazing stuff. You're going to check it out. 
So for more information, head to AuggiesLockerRoom.com or give them a call 574-277-6363. It wasn't too long ago. I, I, I don't know if it was last year, but I was working in our South Bend office um, and I was staying with our coworker, Michelle, um, and I drove her car to the office and Augie thought that, you know, oh, Michelle must be in the office because he noticed Michelle's car and, and Augie comes up and knocks and I open. He's like, and and I got to meet Augie in, a, in an interesting interaction. Uh, really cool dude. Um, so um, definitely recommend going to Augie. Um, and it's, I mean, guys, it's like minutes from campus. You, you could walk. So Lotus says, Singer, my house looks like a gift shop. Well, I mean, you got to. Do you live in Augie's locker room? Because if it's if you if not, then you need more Lotus because Augie's got the good stuff. All right, mentioned Wombo Combo. Here we go. Uno mas, uno mas. Uh, we're gonna hear from uh, my perfect franchise, uh, folks. Um, if you are a displaced corporate executive, maybe you're wanting to put your career in your own hands. Maybe you're an experienced entrepreneur wanting to do to diversify. Words are hard. Well, Andy Ludicky can help he is a huge college sports fan and franchise veteran having owned multiple franchises and businesses using andy's expertise he helps others find their american dream through a very thorough consultation and evaluation process give andy a call put your life and career in your own hands and best of all his services are 100 free to you so what do you have to lose find your perfect franchise at myperfectfranchise.net call andy ludicky 404-973-9901 myperfectfranchise.net comments here says it's 506 yeah you're a real one this is what i'm talking about if you are in hawaii right now and you are watching our show at five in the morning you're crazy and i love you so good morning friend um okay kyle so we had a little bit of a rankings update this week uh i think it was 24 7 updated their rankings actually it was last week for the 2024 class and then on three updated their 2025 rankings today. So in the case of Cam Williams, the Notre Dame commit from Glenbard South and Glen Ellen, Illinois, he got bumped. I think it was like five or six spots or something on 24 seven in the national rankings from like 53 to 46 or something. That was enough for the on three industry ranking to have him now as a five-star prospect. Now, let me try to explain this, and I and I hope I do a decent job in explaining this. For folks watching on YouTube, you might see that on three, 24-7 ESPN and Rivals all rank him as a four-star. So how the hell is he a five-star? That doesn't make any sense. So basically, what this is, is the industry ranking, this is their weighted algorithm. On three is 35%. Their on three zone rankings is 35%. 24-7 is 35%. Rivals is 20%. And ESPN's is 10%. Basically, the industry ranking people are like, we think on three and 24-7 has the best rankings. Rivals is behind that. And then ESPN's the worst, which I think we can kind of all agree with, to, to be completely honest. At least that's how I feel. So when you take the averages, right, him being in the national rankings 27, 46, 49, and 48, that's really high across the board. That's four sites ranking him as a top 50 player. Many other sites have widely ranging opinions on players. Sometimes you'll see a five-star prospect on one site and another has them like as a four-star outside the national rankings. These things can really vary, folks. Um, so for Cam Williams to be highly ranked across the board, that average 
right? When you do that, that, that little algorithm puts them as the 27th highest ranked player in the country. And I believe on three is now at 32 five stars. So with him being the 27th, you know, highest average player uh, in the country, that's, that's good enough for a five star according to the industry ranking. So Cam Williams, number eight wide receiver in America, uh, again, porting, according to the on three entry ranking, and it does seem like even according to on three's own rankings, there's a decent chance that he'll be a five star. I know every single time um, that I talk uh, to our guys at on three, they just completely rave about um, this young man. So um pretty excited about him. Um, Kyle, I will give you the floor. And you went to see him for whatever reason. I don't have that video queued up from your time seeing him, but I do have this from Irish Invasion last summer. So why don't you talk to us a little bit about Cam Williams? Do you think he's deserving of this five-star ranking? Uh, and you better say yes, because that would be awkward if you didn't. No, I, I definitely do. Just like I've seen Cam Williams on a number of occasions, and he's just one of those guys that is a dude. I remember uh, I met a, uh, Notre Dame fans on the sideline during his game, and they asked me why Cam wasn't a five-star. I, I really couldn't give them a, a good explanation other than, you know, we're kind of just waiting for senior seasons to play out. Like, I hate having to explain that, um, you know, we don't really have any say in the in the rankings. I mean, we can give feedback, but we're not the one that ranks these guys or assigns stars or ratings or anything like that, and sometimes that's hard for people to understand. And I was kind of, kind of trying to articulate that. I think they got the message. But, um, yeah, you know, it, like one of the, the keys is I think that, you know, with On3, 24-7, some of the other websites, they try to be patient with the five stars because they don't want to give a kid a five star and then take one away. Yeah. So um, kind of just letting uh, the senior season play out for Cam Williams and other, and other guys. But just based off the way this guy plays. I mean, like I've seen Justin Scott in person as well. And if like Justin Scott's a five star, like I'm pretty sure Cam Williams is well deserved <laughs> five star as well. It's an interesting comparison there at the end. But listen, in terms of like explaining rankings to people, I've been in this industry since I was 19 years old. I'm 30. I don't know how to explain. When people ask, I get the call all the freaking time. There was a dad, um, his kids committed, kids a quarterback committed to an ACC school, and he was like. I've seen all these other quarterbacks in person along with my son. Why is my son? I'm like, listen, dude, at the end of the day, it's because they think the other quarterbacks are better than your son. The world doesn't revolve around your son. I didn't put in those exact words, but listen, the rankings, I don't know how to describe these things. Like at the end of the day, they are what they are. Everyone cares too much about them, which is why they exist. If you stop caring about them, then maybe they wouldn't be such a big deal. Yeah, the rankings trigger me. I really, I, 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 I've just come to admit that in that um, everyone gets so upset by them and the words criminally under. If you ever really want to just piss me off, just say this kid is criminally underrated. Like criminally, yeah. You want to what? Do you want to call the police? Call nine one one. Your favorite player is not ranked a five star. Anyways, and then Kyle, um, you wrote an article um monday but by the way deuce knight i think is a or excuse me um uh cam williams we're about to talk about deuce cam williams i do think is a five-star caliber talent but like 
there's so many good players out there. It's just so difficult to only pick 32. Um, I don't know. I'm glad I don't have to do the rankings. I talk to our rankings guys all the time. Um, cause I've kind of just, you know, I, I see them out all the time. Um, but I don't know how they do that job. That, that, that's really difficult anyways. Um, so on Monday on three updated its national rankings for the 2025 class. Um, so we had Deuce Knights, Notre Dame's quarterback commits, um, big, big drop here from number 28 overall to number 30. I'm sure everyone's lost their damn mind over that. Um, he's still the number four quarterback in the country, which is significantly higher than everyone else. Oh, actually it's uh, rivals rivals has them about the same. I did not know that. Um, now the thing about rivals is that they still have a dual threat quarterback designation. Let me check. They do, which I think is dumb. They have a pro style and a dual threat. I've always thought that was dumb in modern day football. Like in modern day, I shouldn't say modern day, maybe in like the past like 10 years, 15 years or so. Like there's no pro style or dual threat. You're just a quarterback. Like all quarterbacks really need to be able to move these days. So that's why you see like rivals has them here as number one. But yeah, that's dual threat. If So it's kind of like they don't think he's the number one quarterback in the country overall, right? I think this is a number one dual threat. Um, but uh, yeah, so Rivals has him number 26. You got on three, 30. So I want to mention this. Do you see 24-7 has him as the number 203 overall player? Does, or, or I should say, do Notre Dame fans give 24-7 as much crap about the Deuce Knight ranking as they give on three about the CJ Carr? I just want to ask. I hope so. Um, because that would feel unfair to me because of the amount of crap and stress that I've got, like had to embrace from the whole CJ car on three ranking. I hope the guys said 24 seven. I'm kidding. I don't hope that on anyone, but like, I'm just curious. Do, do the guys at 24 seven, do they get as much crap about this as well about Deuce Knight? I don't know. It seems like they should, but I digress. Anyways, I, uh, I'm I'm getting off track. Um, so CJ May, Kyle, you can talk about was a bit of a riser in the rankings. Um, and then some Notre Dame targets that I want I will want to talk about that I'll I'll dish over to you. But let's let's start with CJ May. Um, got a got a nice little bump, Kyle. Yeah, he did. Uh, moved up in the rankings. Let's call an Irish bump here, since everyone thinks on three hates Notre Dame commits. <laughs> um, CJ <laughs> right. May. Uh, May he rose 30 spots to the number 212 overall player, 25 cycle. Um, also received a one point rating bump. I think he is a 90 now. Is yep. that right? Yeah, yeah, um, it's on the screen. Yep, can't really see the screen. My eyes are terrible. And if I put my glasses on, you guys would make fun of me. So, um, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, now the uh, he's number 17 edge rusher, uh, moved up four spots. Uh, and still the number 14 or 13 player in Alabama. Is that right? I think. Yeah, 13. So, yep. Um, entering last week, May had 38 tackles, nine for loss, seven sacks, 14 quarterback pressures, and five pass breakups in seven games. He's also um, had an interception that he returned for a 39-yard score and a fumble recovery. So pretty solid junior season overall. Highland Home has been dominating. Um, all their opponents this year, and I know you got to see him move around a little bit. Uh, yeah, I think about two weeks ago. So, I, I think you like what you see from uh, Notre Dame's edge rusher commit. Yeah, 
He's a good looking player for sure. Um, and I just want to make it clear for, for folks watching on YouTube with can, we were talking about the industry ranking, which is again, those four websites and that kind of can, that algorithm that puts them all together. We're just talking now about on three's own rankings. So it's the 212 national, not the 222 that we're talking about. Now, when he got bumped up per on three, that on industry ranking obviously um, had a nice bump up as well. Stinger in the chat says, listen, dude, that's a Stinger t-shirt. Do I say listen, dude, a lot? Is that something I say, Kyle? I haven't noticed it, but who knows? Sounds like me. Stinger. That's uh, what my uh, my my boss nicknamed me. So there you go. Um, so CJ may got a nice Irish bump. I like how you, you put that. And then a couple targets I wanted to talk about real quick. Someone that we got to see at Irish invasion has ESPN really not ranked them yet. Oh, they have. So that needs to be updated. Um, but, um, Derek Meadows got a nice little bump from, I think like a three star to now the nation's 172 overall player, number 20 wide receiver, um, and now he's the number 104 overall player, number 15 receiver for the industry ranking. Nice bump for him. Dominated out Irish Invasion over the summer. Um, he and Ivan Taylor, I remember just talking to sources that were also there, like just thought that he, those two guys had, you know, some of the best performances they've seen um, at one of those camp settings. So Derek Meadows visiting next weekend for the pit game. And then someone we talked about recently um, in the show was James Flanagan from Green Bay, Wisconsin, Notre Dame Legacy. Um, he got a nice bump for you know his efforts in his junior season. Now a top hundred player, number ninety three uh, prospect in America, number five tight end. So that's kind of the little rankings update there. So we're going to end the show, Kyle, talking about uh, where we're going to be on the road today, or excuse me, this week, I should say. I'm going to be seeing Anthony Knapp from Roswell, Georgia, and it just happens to be that's where Marcus Freeman is going to be today. So Knapp is, of course, uh, Notre Dame commits in the 2024 class, an offensive lineman listed at 6'4", um, 265. So that's where I will be, and I went to see him earlier in the season, but I left this week open to, like, hey, like, just kind of playing something last minute. And, you know, when you learn Marcus Freeman's going to be about an hour from you, that's that's where you're going to go. So I will be, um, and uh, I think they're playing in Sprayberry, Georgia, but just north of downtown Atlanta. So I will be um, at that game. And then it just kind of worked out, Kyle. Where are you going to be on Friday? Yeah, luckily, uh, I think we can say it. Um, hopefully I don't get fired. But uh, no, no, <laughs> yeah, Mar Marcus Freeman is going to be an, about an hour away from me, actually a little bit less, closer to 40 minutes, um, up in Saline, Michigan at CJ Carr's game. Uh, it's the biggest game of senior season, possibly the biggest regular season game of his career. They're playing uh, undefeated Lake Orion. Both teams are 8-0. Uh, so that is going to be a massive, massive game. And if I can stray a little bit off topic here. so Sure. I like it. My uncle uh, is a big uh, fan of high school football. He was thinking about going to the game, can't make it. But every time we talk about Celine, um, he wait, mentions wait. her – Time out. What's it? Saline or Celine? Celine, probably. Okay. Um, okay. Anyway, he uh, he refers to uh, them being that city being famous for one thing, and that is they used to have a dog that uh, collects money at the gas station. Uh, so, you know, people would pump their gas or whatever. This might have been back in the day when uh, 
you would pump before you pay, I guess. Um, dog would take your money or a credit card, bring it back to the uh, the counter. So that was back in the late 90s, early 2000s. That used to be what uh, Celine was known for. Now they're going to be known for uh, a quarterback that is ditching Michigan and Ann Arbor and his grandfather, Lloyd Carr, and going to be playing for Notre Dame come the winter when he plans to enroll. So yeah. that's my little spiel on uh, Celine, Michigan. Just a stone's throw away kind of for me here in Toledo, Ohio, and I'm going to be looking forward to getting back up there to see CJ Carr tomorrow night. Yeah, so I'll, I'll add again that, like, this is where we're expecting him to go. We can't, like, I mean – Plans can change and stuff like that, but um, so Freeman's expected at Anthony Knapp's game tonight, and that's where I'll be. And then tomorrow night, where we believe he'll be um, at CJ Carr's game, <laughs> and uh, Kyle's gonna be there. So we'll have a uh, you know back to back days of uh, us, you know, at the same game as Marcus Freeman. Um, so that's always cool, and we always get to see the Marcus Freeman drip. Like how how much swag does this man have when he's out on the road? You guys will see. Kyle, do you think he'll rock some white vans? Always. That's a uh, yeah. signature look, 100%. Yeah. How many pairs of white vans do you think that man owes, owns? I mean, he's making, what, over $2 million a year. You think he's, and, and white vans are, what, 50 bucks? So you think he's got to have a few pairs of white vans? I wonder if he just like, just buys them like 50 at a time and just like tosses them out the second they get dirty. A little off topic, Kyle. Just a little bit. You ask Marcus tonight and let us know. <laughs> well, kind good, of think we're gonna, good conversation starter. <laughs> yeah, I think we're going to put it there. Great show today. Um, hit that thumbs up, of course, if you're not done so yet. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Blueandgold.com will be your home. I'm, Kyle, we're going to talk here in a little bit like what we're exactly going to write up from you know these games, seeing Freeman. Because, you know, I don't know what. I mean, Freeman's just going to be standing there watching. It's not like he's going to, you know, we're going to start start doing cart cartwheels and push-ups and you know, report on that. But we'll, we'll we'll connect here in a little bit. But you can find our coverage of that at blueandgold.com in the next couple days. And a happy bye week. Hope you guys enjoy your weekend. Notre Dame six and two will play Pitt um, next weekend at home, three thirty p.m. I believe it's three thirty p.m. Eastern time kickoff on NBC. Appreciate you all for watching, and as always, we will catch you next time. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.